Ed Roberts, and with a reminder that we will play part two of our conversation with Michael Shevek later on in this hour. We hope you'll stay tuned for that. Hi, this is Joni Beauville, and you are listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, along with Greg Airbar and our guests Will Ryan, Nick Santa Maria, and Michael Schlesinger. Will and Nick are the stars, and Mike is the writer, producer, and director of The Misadventures of Biffle and Schuster, a collection of 1930s-style comedies that pay homage to the Three Stooges, Abbott and Costello, Laurel and Hardy, and other vintage comedy teams. The Misadventures of Biffle and Schuster was recently nominated for two Rondo Awards, including a nomination for Best DVD Extras, while Bottom Shelf Movies named The Misadventures of Biffle and Schuster Best DVD of the Year. The Misadventures of Biffle and Schuster is available now on DVD through our friends at Kino Lorber. Nick Santa Maria, by the way, was the first actor to play a non animated genie in Walt Disney's Aladdin, which Nick did at Disney California Adventure Park, while Will Ryan can be seen and heard in the 30th anniversary Walt Disney Signature Collection edition of The Little Mermaid, which has just been reissued on Blu-ray. Before we went to break, I was about to ask a question when things... (laughs) Sort of got out of control as we pick up the conversation. Oh, I know. There you go. Oh, Gabe, oh, Gabe, about Howard Storm. Howard Storm said he learned how to direct Robin from watching what people did to Gabe Dell, which was they stifled him. Huh. And they said, no, you have to let an artist like that, you've got to give them the room to mm-hmm. operate. He said yeah. they made that mistake yeah. with yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, now, right. here's a little known fact. Hmm. Uh, Howard told me this personally, and I believe it's true. In the old days, when you recorded a sitcom in front of an audience, you had three cameras, mm-hmm. and they were known as three-camera sitcoms. Mm-hmm. They are now known as multi-camera sitcoms. Because of because Robin. Of, because of Howard. Because Robin, like Nick, would never stand his mark, so he brought in a fourth camera and said to the, that camera operator... Forget everything else. Stay on Robin no matter what you do. Stay on the money. Because he were losing so much stuff because he wouldn't stay put. It's not and, for nothing. I was the genie. In right. Yeah. And, that, and anyway, and that became the industry standard. And now all uh, multicam sitcoms are done with four cameras rather than three. Right. And mm-hmm. Howard Storm was the guy who invented that. And I used to go there every Friday and watch either a rehearsal oh, you were or so a, lucky. I would have loved yeah. to have seen that. You know, that's a thing to talk about a little bit, being the genie. And you were not Barbara Eden. No, not the Barbara Eden genie. Although no. I did show my navel. That's true. Because we actually saw you. Uh, did you really? at, 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 people oh, were yes. demanding refunds left and right. I have to tell you that that's. And I, I was sad when they recently tore down the Debbie Reynolds studio. That's where I auditioned for the really? genie. Really? Yeah. And it was three auditions. The first audition, there were like four people behind the table. The next audition, there were seven people behind the table. The last audition, there were about thirty-five people behind the table. They auditioned in five different states. They saw over 500 people. Mm. And to be chosen, to be this iconic character that somebody like Robin Williams you know, put together and mostly ad-libbed, and then to be a Disney employee given license to ad-lib every day. I would write my show on the way I think of the, the topics I'd want to hit on, on the way to work every day. It was a dream. It was a dream. So it was a it was a, a very very uh, amazing experience for me. 
I'm not a huge Disney fan, but I will ever I be forever grateful for, uh, to them for hiring me for that job. And it's a tribute to Nick's talent that they hired him because everybody said the same thing. Too Italian. <laughs> <laughs> no, then they then they turned me into the genie, and it was too too bluish. <laughs> that show was a smash because thirteen years it ran. It was to get in was very very. I mean, that was that show was notorious for being difficult to get in. Uh-huh. I would go sometimes and visit my jokes. <laughs> I helped write the show. And, you know, of course, being Disney, I didn't get anything for that. But uh, it, it, uh, the author at one point pulled me aside and gave me a big hug and said, thank you so much. I couldn't handle the comedy. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. $25, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was at a time when the Disney theme park shows were having a renaissance. There was a big Snow White show that mm-hmm. had opened in Disneyland, and they didn't want to just do the typical cast members in the white shoes with the white pants, you know, up with people kind of things that they were doing. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Those were lovely shows. Mm -hmm. And you kind of go to the parks to see that. But they wanted to do something on the Broadway level. And they brought in a lady, I believe it was Ann Hamburger. Ann Hamburger produced. Yeah. And uh, Francesca Zambello, who's actually a a director of Grand Opera and one of the best, uh, directed the show. And uh, she became a good friend. Well, that explains the sad third act. Yes, where everybody yeah, commits suicide. Died, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did terrible. they keep that, or they must have changed? No, no, they kept it. No, wait, wait, wait. I'm confused. It was the audience that oh, committed suicide. No, wait, that Sorry. was Aida. Sorry, I was yeah, completely right. wrong. Aida, which was delicious. Yeah. Oh yeah, Aida. Aida hamburger. Yeah. Aida hamburger. <laughs> that was. She was the producer. I think we established. Well, she later changed her name to Hamburger. Hamburger. That was the funniest part of that movie. Von Hamburg, because of her hat. Hamburger. No, that's an important thing to point out, though. But you had to follow, you had to follow Robin Williams, Robin and Williams. Th- I don't remember a single negative about that at all. I was all. very blessed. They were very, very happy with me, and I was very happy to be to do it. I was very happy to. Do well, it. You, you you may have already alluded to this, but how do you approach a character such as the genie? Or I mean, you, that's not the first time you've done this in your career. You know, uh, played a character that someone else. Oh, no. Played before you. I seem to constantly get cast in Nathan Lane roles mm-hmm. and Zero Mostel. You're the West Coast Nathan Lane. I am. I'm the West Coast Nathan Lane. That's what my agent and I talked you, you've about done, that You've done Forum. You've done The Producers. I've you've done, done, done laughter, The Odd Couple. Laughter on the 23rd Floor. The uh, Odd Couple. Odd couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my favorite role that you played is the title role. In? In? Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Yeah, I did. What are you talking about? Favorite role is the uh, the title role in in. I think he's trying to do a little bio. What do you say? I say I the title role in uh oh the cherry orchard. Yes. You cher- you played the cherry? I played the cherry orchard. Yeah. <laughs> He's great at that. I did it for three years. He, is great, yeah. he was born in a trunk. Hel- <laughs> Helen Twelve Trees couldn't have done it better. Some people thought it was the pits, but I enjoyed it. I did. Yeah. And you um, debuted on the main stem. I did, actually. And you know what? I did my Bing impression. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to... Um, I, need, I think I need a lozenge. <laughs> a magic lozenge. My name is Jay Wellington Wells. I'm a dealer in magic and spells. Smith Brothers. Yeah, Trey and Mark. (laughs) Hal and you guys. I don't know why everyone says this is a boring show. I like it. I'm having a good time. You look like you're about to say something or you have horrible gas. (laughs) 
It might be a combo of both. I don't know. I didn't order the combo, but yes. <laughs> Is there a delightful guest? I mean, <laughs> we got a ukulele combo right here. You know here. what? Do. Didn't you just finish a performance at, was it Pasadena? Yes, but I don't like La to talk about it. At La Not you. Oh. La Mirada, we did 1776. I played John Hancock, the man with the huge signature. And he presided over the entire proceedings. That's a, yes, I did. Which was a brilliant casting because Nick can't read or write. I can't. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you did it in Northridge for a week, which is yeah, we did I it saw. for a week at yeah. the Soraya. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a great, great uh, production. Yeah, wasn't it? It nice? really yeah. was yeah. a very good production. Good. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. One more item, if you love Ella Fitzgerald, our friend Jeffrey Mark celebrates the music of the first lady of song every week on Jeffrey Mark plays Ella. You can hear Jeffrey Mark plays Ella on Megaphone and wherever else you find podcasts. In general, how, the military. In, <laughs> how do you approach a character, whether it's 1776, whether it's form, whether it's producer, how do you approach a character that someone else has played before you and make it your own so that we think of Nick and nobody else? Well, that's a very good question. Um, I wish I had an answer for you. Uh, <laughs> no, but honestly, it's it's. Um, I got some very good advice early on when I first started doing stand-up comedy. I was 15 years old, mm -hmm. and uh, an older comedian told me uh, when I was asking him, "How do you?" Find Who shall him? not be named? No. Don't name him. I won't. Don't name I won't. Okay. Will Ryan. I. Uh, uh, <laughs> he said to me. I, I asked him, "How do you find your hook? How do you find your your you know your character?" And he said, "Take." your greatest influence and don't imitate them but emulate them mm -hmm. and coming out of you it's going to look and mm -hmm. sound entirely different mm -hmm. and eventually as you're doing that you're going to find your own way and that's exactly what happened so when i take on a role that let's say nathan lane is famous mm -hmm. for or robin williams mm -hmm. is the genie mm -hmm. uh i have them in the back of my head because let's face it that's what people think of yeah. initially mm -hmm. but it comes out of me mm -hmm. And it's going to look like my style. Right, because you'll mood. be coming at it from your unique piece of ground. Exactly, Correct. exactly. And, and a lot of people are saying that about Biffle, Benny yes, Biffle. very much. There's a lot of influences in Benny Biffle, from Lou Costello mm -hmm. to Hunts Hall mm -hmm. to Harry Langdon to, uh, you know. Harry Ritz. Harry Ritz. Oh, yeah. definitely Harry Ritz. Um, but it comes out as me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like that. It, it, that's that's really what. And my... and same thing with Will. Sometimes he's Hardy. Sometimes he's Abbott. You know. Sometimes yeah, yeah. you know. Man some... number three. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's what I, say. I was thinking number two, but okay. <laughs> but I, I think you can reveal the name of the, the, that comedian now because he's no longer with us. That was Sammy Petrillo who gave you that advice. Sammy Petrillo, yeah. a great genius, a great yeah. genius. Who, when it came out of him, you would never think of, absolutely of Jerry Lewis. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you would never think of Jerry Lewis. Yeah, right. Now, for the 10,000 people who don't know who Sammy, Sammy Petrillo, <laughs> you might want to explain that. I was just kidding. Duke I was Mitchell. just kidding. Yeah. Duke Mitchell and Sammy Petrillo were actually, Dookie. they formed an act because Sammy Petrillo looked and sounded exactly like a young Jerry Lewis. And Duke Mitchell looked enough like Dean Martin and actually sang. They That's did a, do a movie. Yes. Yeah, Bella Lugosi yeah. meets a Brooklyn gorilla. Yeah. One of the all-time greats. I love yes. it. Yes. I absolutely love yeah. it. And it's by the same producer who did uh, Kid Monk Baroni. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Starring Leonard Nimoy. And Jack Kathleen Broder. Freeman Jack as Broder. Leonard Nimoy's mother. And yeah. they're almost the same age. And Leonard Nimoy is made up with this big nose. He's, I swear to God, he looks like Anthony Quinn in the picture. You're absolutely right. He does. Wait a minute. Yeah. Kathleen Freeman's in the fake 
Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis? No, no, Lewis no, 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 no. Because that would have really confused me because she's in all of Jerry course, Lewis. And Lugosi meets oh, right. a Brooklyn gorilla is the living embodiment of our slogan, every movie is better with a gorilla in it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and we had one of the best. Yes. We had an Oscar-winning performer. As, as much money as Titanic made, it would have made even more money with a gorilla Can you imagine? on board. Yeah. yeah, the gorilla running around the deck. Yeah, with a with a life jacket on. Yes. <laughs> that's not that would have added another my twenty million easy. I would have gone sink. to see it. I would. Yeah, it would have been a big. My picture. my heart goes on. Is it? Is my heart. My heart will go on. Okay. We'll wait. All right. There is a gorilla in Bride of Frankenstein, which mm-hmm. is one of the six shorts on the misadventures of Biffle and yes, Schuster. We have an Oscar-winning gorilla. I have Oscar-winning there. gorilla. Chris Wallace. And a Rhino-nominated DVD. Rondo. Rondo-nominated Rondo. Rondo. Oh, You're naming the wrong, the wrong I almost forgot. Um, there's a website called Bottom Shelf Movies, and we were named DVD of the Year. Seriously. I mean, Seriously. Not, just, I, I was that it's flabbergasted people. at that. And the Blu-ray of the year was uh, a reissue of the Bud Bedecker box set of the Bud five Bedeker. Columbia Westerns Bud, 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 that Bud, I had originally Bud. released when I was at Sony. <laughs> Through the Film Foundation, so I mean, in a way, wow. I was partly on both of the, of, the, of the releases. And you and you got an Oscar winning, uh, Oscar nominated actor uh, who who does not wear a gorilla suit. Yeah, Robert Forster, Robert Forster. Uh, is in one of our Robert Forster one of the as Bifflin. Banyan. That's right. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yes. Well, I wrote the part for him yeah. and H M Winant. H M Winant. And we also and, have uh, the great late. Dick, Dick Miller. Miller, who in we fact, just lost. This, this yeah. was um, actually the last film of his that was released in his lifetime. Uh, I, I, for four years, I was terrified that this was going to be his last film, and I said, I don't want the historical burden of being the last guy to direct Dick Miller. And but sure he actually enough. ended up, no, he ended up doing another picture. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh. Uh, so I'm, I'm off that hook, but I'm the last. Although everybody mentioned that in his obit, I thought maybe I shouldn't have wished for that. Yeah, it would have been good. But, but yeah, but we were the last one released in his lifetime. And mm. I, it was, it was uh, his wife, La- wonderful life, wife, Lainey, threw a big 90th birthday bash for him, which I was privileged to be invited to. And we all had a great time, and never occurred to any of us that we were actually saying goodbye to him because yeah. he died a month later. But wow. how nice that you had that opportunity. And I finally, and while, and he, the great thing was that this iconic pink sports jacket that he wore in a bunch of his movies, he wore it to the party over Laney's <laughs> objections. And okay. I, I said, I have to get a picture of you in the pink jacket. So Aww. the last picture I have of me and Dick is, is him in that pink jacket. So mm. that was a great keepsake. We shopped at the same Ralphs. We would always run into each other at Ralphs. Yeah. You also have... Uh, they were married for almost 60 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just wow. astounding. Wonderful people. You know, you know in, in Hollywood, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the, uh-huh. And... And they really liked each other. Yo, no, yeah, they, they, they were great dancers. Yeah, they you know they'd go dancing every week. Mm-hmm. You know, how? What were you going to say, Greg? Dan Roebuck is also in. Yes, a yes. couple of them. We'll too. <laughs> but my favorite detail. And Ted Sears the, wrote some. Well, he came in on Schmobo. The the original actor had to leave, so Danny came in like on two days' notice. And, and my favorite detail of the films, as far as authenticity, is the hot dog wagon. Yes, that's an oh, actual yes. hot dog wagon from. Like the teens, we there actually found a photograph of it. The nineteen teens, the nineteen versus the twenty teens, yes, right? Exactly, yes. exactly. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that was that. It was that. It was literally the only hot dog cart in the city that the the, the art director could find. And, and you yeah. can see it in color in the outtakes, yeah. and mm-hmm. then see it in black and white. And, and, and again, going back to Picardo and Danny Roebuck, I mean, they. 
they meshed so well together. Yeah, they did. You know, they had a, they, they were obviously having a ball bouncing off each other, and it was you know, it was such a joy to direct them. And you will bounce off the wall and have a joy watching the Misadventures of Biffle and Schuster, which is available on DVD through our friends at Kino Lorber. It's available on Amazon wherever DVDs are sold. A select number of Biffle and Schuster shorts are available on Amazon Prime under the title The Adventures, Adventures of, of Biffle, Biffle and Schuster. Starring Nigel Bruce and... Uh, Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> and also Voodoo and iTunes. And, right. Uh, I think, and one there of might I be think more. There's four. I think Google Plus is the fourth, but I'm not 100% sure. But we're everywhere. Yeah, but <laughs> you're everywhere. You're on DVD. You've got the comic book. You've got the book. You're, mm-hmm. you're like the Partridge family. You know, you got merchandise. You perform right. live. Mm-hmm. We just don't have bobbleheads. Yeah. So we walk around like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the bobble. But well, we need to get on that. I mean, yeah. you guys must know toy makers. I, I want the action figures, you know, where Schuster could actually slap Biffle you know, <laughs> with, with, with the slappable hand. Genuine slap action. <laughs> That's right. You know, I like I, when I was at Sony, they when, when the first Spider-Man movie came out, they created a J. Jonah Jameson action figure with desk-pounding action. And they actually had a desk, <laughs> and his fist went up and down. And I thought, this is that's so right. funny. So genius. Right. <laughs> Did it have the gray hair on the oh, side? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, it was uh, delightful. Yeah, mm-hmm. as I said, somebody really put some thought into that. Well, I just, you brought two ukuleles. Yes, I did. I'm on well, haven't rehearsed you want to do a song? Please. Yes, but uh, what? Live with my gal song. Oh, oh okay. I know. If you want to go out for a smoke, yeah. now's the time. <laughs> Alice. Oh, oh, what yes. Well, if you remember this song, but back in the uh, back in the '60s, Bifflin Schuster did that uh, record for kids, and it was the shortest track on the record. I sang the lead, and Biffle just played the little uh, fake trumpet solo. Yeah, Yeah. right. Mm, Yeah, I I think this is. I, I don't know if this is the key or not, but how do you do, little Alice? How do you do today? We're glad to know you, Alice. Have a cup of tea and then we'll all go out and play. How do you do, little Alice? How do you do today? We're glad to know you, Alice. Have a cup of tea and then we'll all go out and play. Old people the, spitting the up phlegm. Sleeps no, tonight. That's supposed to be the crowd. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was old people spitting up phlegm. Will Ryan and Nick Santa Maria are the stars, and Michael Schlesinger is the writer, producer, and director of the Misadventures of Biffle and Schuster. Misadventures of Biffle and Schuster available Amazon.com and wherever DVDs are sold. Play part two of our conversation with Michael Shevek, including the backstory of the famous Gillette, the best a man can get ad campaign when we come back on TV Confidential. You can now purchase T-shirts, mugs, caps, hoodies, wall clocks, and other gifts with the TV Confidential logo from the official TV Confidential merchandise shop. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com forward slash merchandise or cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential, cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. 
You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.